You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the Writing to Inspire podcast with your host, the great, the funny, the talented... No, I'm kidding. I am not that conceited. But Jamal Kadura, here I am, guys. As I said last week, I wanted to continue podcasting more frequently. So this is two weeks back to back. I thank all of you for tuning in and endeavoring through heartache, struggles, and pain so that you can achieve a higher sense of self. Thank you all for coming on this journey with me. I really, really do appreciate it. And for those of you who are new, check out my Instagram page. This podcast is an extension of it. It's at Writing to Inspire. Click that follow button. Read my original, authentic, and inspirational work. Connect with like-minded individuals in the comments. And be prepared to grow, to evolve, and to meet higher consciousness. I have a lot to detail in episode 10, many things to outline and to expound on regarding myself, my struggles, and how it's pertinent to all of you. Anyway, on that note, episode 10 is about how individuals are their own worst enemies. Now listen to that. And I want to speak very lovingly, openly, and kindly here. It is easy for us to point the finger at externalities, at things that are going on, you know, family, friends, work, neighbors, whatever you want to deem a struggle or to deem an impediment to your success, you can very easily do it. Now, I digress for a moment. I digress to express fairly that yes, external factors and external impetuses can indeed inhibit our growth and can stand in the way to affect our progression. But it really starts internally. And do I say this to shame us, to berate us? Absolutely not. I say this with the utmost humility So that we empower ourselves. Because when we shift the blame to others, when we refuse to bear the responsibility for our lives, we are disempowering ourselves. We are diminishing our own abilities because what we are subconsciously stating to ourselves is, I can't do anything unless everything independent of me and external to me is perfect. That's disempowering. That's debilitating. You're going to cripple yourself and fail to produce the life that you're worthy of, the life that you're capable of. And I'm going to be addressing myself in this episode, my friends, because I am on this journey with all of you. I am on this journey struggling, endeavoring, learning, growing, and evolving alongside you. This is what episode 10 is. You are responsible. 
you are your own worst enemy. This is what I always tell people, and this is what I reiterate to myself. This is perhaps one of the most critical elements you can extract and glean from this podcast and apply to yourself. Take this lesson. It would behoove all of you to recognize your complicity, your culpability in your life struggles. Now, what do I mean by that? What does Jamal mean when he says, you know, quite powerfully and directly that we are responsible? Well, look at your mindset and situations. Let me give you an example. When I started writing my books, I would delay the tasks because I didn't want to deal with the editing. I didn't want to deal with the struggling. I didn't want to deal with having to think and contemplate more deeply about character settings and plots. So I would delay it, prolong it for as long as I could, and nothing would get done. And I would sit and tell myself, no, I'm, I'm too busy because of work or I'm too busy because of familial obligations or I'm too busy because I have things going on with my friends. But really, in the grand scheme and upon further introspection, because we have to be honest with ourselves, those were excuses. Now, of course, certain things can come up that hinder our abilities. I'm not denying that. But generally speaking, we are our own worst enemies Because we erect these barriers, these self-imposed impediments. So I would avoid it because I didn't want to struggle, I didn't want to strain, and nothing would get done. What was the most critical factor in that situation? Myself. I was the one stopping myself from getting my books done. Because I was afraid. Because I was reluctant. And in some cases, we all deal with laziness. I was. I was a little lazy. So apply that to yourself. Think about what tasks you want to achieve. You want to complete, but you have been putting off because of fear. Because of falsified narratives you impose upon yourself. Because of laziness. Because of reluctance. It's all about taking that first step. Now let's think about some other things. I used to be a huge, huge self-sabotager. What do I mean by that? Very simply put, I would self-sabotage great situations because I was unprepared. Because I was scared. I was terrified. I was uncertain. So rather than sitting with these emotions and allowing myself to grow through them, I would eliminate them or I would repel them through self-sabotaging behaviors. Activating strategies, deactivating strategies, things that I still have to be cognizant of today. Things that I still Actively work to reprogram, to understand, and to rectify so that I can live a more fulfilling life. 
so that I can be more honest with myself. You'll never be able to fully indulge in the beauty of life and simplicity if you are not conscious within. So for example, I struggle immensely with interpersonal relationships. This is a big admission of mine. It's not easy for me to come on this podcast and divulge this information when I know that I have And I'm saying this very humbly, but just to allow you all to envision the struggle when I have thousands of followers on my page. And when I have close family and friends who listen to these things and who may be unaware of such struggles. But I was a big time self-sabotager. I would sabotage great situations. Subconsciously and at points at a conscious level but without a deep understanding of why I was doing it. So let's say I start to feel vulnerable in a relationship or with a woman that I really care about. I will, I would at points in the past, and I still have to actively work at times now to reprogram it, I would push them away without realizing it. Let's say a woman did something to indirectly hurt me, Maybe she made a snide remark. Maybe she canceled plans. Maybe she wasn't making the, excuse me, wasn't committing the appropriate amount of time, which, you know, what I deemed appropriate. And I would push away. I would cut off communication. I would get short or dry with my answers. And I would go off and just uh, direct my attention to other things. My work, my friends, my family, so on and so forth. What I've since learned to do is be open. Is be communicative. Be honest and be transparent. Express what I need. Vocalize my disenchantment with the situation. Rise to reach a solution rather than a perpetuation of the problem. And what would happen when I would use these deactivating strategies of pushing away, of cutting off communication and getting dry? Well, these relationships, these friendships, these bonds, they would disintegrate. Why? Because the very foundation that fuels them and that upholds them, which is communication, which allows us to get deep with one another and to express things and enjoy the time was being removed. So how can a building remain intact without its foundation? How can a human walk without their spine, without their legs? And that's what I was doing. I didn't realize it. I feared vulnerability. I expected, subconsciously, to get hurt. So when a person did something, inadvertently, my subconscious mind, at the time unbeknownst to me, would reproject past pains onto my present and tell me, look out, this person's about to pull away, this person's about to hurt you, this person's about to fail to meet your needs. 
It was just a reprojection of past pains. So rather than letting them hurt me, I would push away. I would cut them off. I would sabotage before anything could happen. So really, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. One self-fulfilling prophecy after another. I would keep thinking that people were hurting me, but it was I who was hurting me. I was hurting myself. Because there are two sides to every situation. Could a person hurt you? Could they be pulling away? Could they be unable to meet your needs? Absolutely. But what about the other side of that? What if they hurt you because they view things differently and it was unintentional? What if they couldn't meet your needs at that time because they had a familial obligation going on? What if they want to actively meet your needs but they don't know what you need? Because you're not expressing it clearly. You're not articulating yourself. So rather than giving myself a chance to grow these relationships, <clears throat> to get deep with other individuals, I would self-sabotage. And I still struggle with that until this day. I would like to think that I don't self-sabotage these days, or if I do, it's not nearly as much as I once did. But I still do struggle with it. When I feel vulnerable, I'm impelled to push away. To sever ties. To retreat into myself and to become reclusive. It's a big time struggle. But I accept responsibility for these behaviors. I don't blame other people. If a person bears responsibility, I will address it to them. And as we should, we're not always the problem. Other people do bear their inequities. But at the same time, if we don't bear and acknowledge our own, we'll repeat the same dysfunctional patterns. I always wondered why people weren't, or, or women that I was close to and really wanted to pursue, why they weren't vulnerable with me. I think this was about, I, I had a deep, introspective session perhaps five to six months ago and I was reflecting upon a situation and I said you know why do people struggle to be vulnerable with me in intimate settings and then I had to ask myself wait sometimes before we seek and before we wish to receive we have to give there has to be an exchange if you go to the store to purchase something, bread, milk, cereal, oh, I love cereal, but I'm on keto, so too many carbs, can't be doing that. But if you go to purchase something, you have to give, you have to pay, you have to give currency for that. Right? It's the same thing, if you want to receive something from someone else, you have to give. And I realized, wow. In many situations, perhaps an innumerable amount of situations, I was closed off. I was silent. I was inexpressive. Yeah, I could tell you about my day. Yeah, I could tell you about what I thought was funny or what I wrote about. 
Did I really talk about what I was struggling with? Did I really talk about what was plaguing me? Did I really show my deepest sides and my vulnerabilities? No. So how could I censure another? How could I expect the facilitation of vulnerable and transparent dialogues when I was always reluctant? And in fact, upon that introspection, I realized that invitations were extended to me. Individuals, if you hear that going on outside, I apologize. This microphone captures everything. But individuals were extending opportunities and invitations for me to be vulnerable. But I wasn't. I had inadvertently rejected them. And what happens when we act like we never struggle? When we act like, again, unintentionally we're perfect? People can't connect to us. People don't know where to begin. You can't connect two puzzle pieces together that don't belong, that belong on different boards. So perfection can't be connected to imperfection. And the beautiful thing that binds all of us together is that we're all imperfect. We all have vulnerabilities. We all have fears. We all have apprehensions. So what is my point in that story? In sharing and detailing that introspection I had five to six months ago. Well, it's to show you that I went inward. I accepted responsibility and realized that I was culpable in the dysfunction, in the disappointment. I wasn't receiving what I wanted because of certain behaviors and cycles that I was perpetuating and exhibiting. And that's my thing with all of you and with myself. You are your own power. You can either be your greatest asset or your greatest enemy. That's what I always tell people. Choose. And if you choose to live a life of inexpressiveness, of irresponsibility, of ingratitude, you will yield those results. You will yield misery. You will yield chaos. You will yield failure. All of these times that people weren't being vulnerable with me or I wasn't receiving the connections that I wanted or I wasn't achieving great accomplishments, it was because of the narratives I was telling myself and the insecurities I was projecting onto my reality which ended up impeding my progress. They became roadblocks on my path. So with all of you, think about what you're dissatisfied with. And are you responsible for that dissatisfaction? If you're in a bad relationship, and you want a better one, and you know this current relationship is a dead end, it's not only your partner's fault, it's also yours. Why is this relationship a dead end? How are you contributing to it? Is it a dead end because you're inexpressive like I was and can be? Because you feel vulnerability? And you instead project this facade of perfection? This contrived personality of omniscience? 
where you're all-knowing, you're all-seeing, and you don't struggle, and nobody can connect to that? Are you miserable because you're working a bad job? Well, is your attitude a part of that misery? Maybe you don't get along with your coworkers because you always have a bad attitude. Or maybe you don't connect with your clients or the people you interact with because you don't ask good questions. You're always closed off. Or maybe you are in a bad work environment, but what are you doing to change it? My point is we bear responsibility. Maybe not all. Maybe not half in some of the situations, but we do bear elements of responsibility. And I had to realize that. I wasn't connecting as deeply as I wanted to because I was inexpressive. Because I was reluctant, emotionally reluctant. I wasn't happy at work because at certain jobs, they weren't for me. So what did I do? I left. I was dissatisfied personally. Why? Because I was overweight. I was out of shape. And I would be mad at the world. And then I realized, wait. I have been blessed with arms and legs. And good eyesight and good hearing. And a good control over my physical faculties. I can diet. I can go out and buy better foods and make them. I can work out. And so I started to. Any area that disenchants you also reflects your responsibility. What could you be doing better? What could you be doing differently? No, this is not toxic shame, guys. It's not me saying that everything is your fault. It's not. But it's me empowering you to look inward and to realize that within you, you have great abilities and capabilities that can, excuse me, that can completely transmogrify your reality. If you want to get something done, like in my case, sitting down and writing that book, I sat down and did it. I dealt with those fears and those doubts and those struggles. I allowed myself to persevere. And I sat and I got it done. In the gym, I strained with the weights. I, I could barely lift much. I sat down and got it done. I wanted more vulnerable conversations. I wanted more depth. I began to be more vulnerable. I began to express depth. And it invited and emboldened others to be the same. And it's difficult. I know it's difficult. I've still been struggling, guys. I, at times, am still my own worst enemy. And in fact, these past two weeks have been so rough on me. So rough on me because so many doubts, so many insecurities, so much unresolved tension are all resurfacing. And I will say that I'm proud of myself because me being able to get on here and convey this to all of you is growth. It's growth. The old me perhaps would have internalized all of it. But now that I can come on here and openly disclose this, I'm proud. 
and I've come a long way in other regards. I'm far more secure within myself. I'm far more expressive. I'm far more open. I'm far more conscious. And what do I mean by that? I see things from other people's perspectives. That was another problem of mine. I always believed that the world was perceived through my own lens. And to a certain degree it is. But only by me. Other people don't have my same perception and my same outlooks. They have different upbringings and backgrounds and societal and cultural impositions that influence the way they see the world. So I have grown and I still do struggle. These past two weeks have been so difficult. They've been strenuous in multiple regards, whether it be at work, whether it be with my writing. My growth, my mental health, my thoughts, all of it has been tough. But I bear responsibility for that too. What can I do differently for myself? How am I contributing to this sorrow? To this, to these, excuse me, dissatisfactory results? And I look at it and I say, okay, maybe I can spend more time writing. Maybe I can spend more time content creating. Maybe I can spend more time meditating. Or getting deeper into my work. Maybe I can be more open and honest and actually reach out a little bit more. And that's how it is. It's easy to point the finger at other people. To say it's your husband or your wife's fault. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend's fault. Your family, your job. The world's fault, right? But when are we going to take responsibility and say, no, you know what? I can be different. And what an empowering moment to know that you are not a victim. You are not a bystander to your own life. You, my lovely, capable, intelligent, beautiful, and brilliant friends, are the conductors the curators of your own lives. You decide what stays and what persists. You decide what you expel. What patterns you want to keep or what patterns you reject. What job you want to have. What job you don't want to have. What relationship suits you and which one doesn't. What friend groups and social settings you want to be a part of. Your eating habits, your sleeping habits, your physical care, your mental care, you decide all of that. And yes, are there externalities? Sure. And they are uncontrollable. And they are unforeseen and unpredictable. We know that. But you can control you. And with a revamped mindset can come significant change. So think about it. Reflect on that. Deliberate on these statements and on these truths. And ask yourself, what can I do differently? How have I failed me? What will I do about it? And where will I go from there? That's the beginning to your healing. That's the beginning to your momentous change. Self-realization equals self-actualization. When you realize your own tendencies and patterns and habits, 
you are able to actualize the reality, the behaviors and patterns, the love and the success that you want. It's difficult, but we can do it. Remember, we are not victims. We are not bystanders. We are here to change our own lives. And just like I shared with all of you about my weight struggles, my personal relationship struggles, my mental struggles, my career struggles, I also shared how I went about rectifying them. And am I special? Am I far more capable than any of you? Absolutely not. We're all equal. We're all capable. You can do it. But it's when you choose to become your best asset that it'll change. Because if you always look at the world as responsible or at others as responsible, and you refuse to acknowledge your blame and your culpability, nothing will change. So I say that to hearten all of you, to raise your spirits and to empower you, to show you that you are capable, you are worthy, you are intelligent, strong, confident, and rational enough to bring about these changes. Stand up and realize that you can do it. And if you struggle along the way, it's totally fine. But do not incessantly redirect the blame. Do not incessantly look outward, look inward, and re-examine your mindset. Re-examine your patterns. Re-examine the cycles you have been perpetuating and work to change. Because we can do it. We are our own power. And on that note, guys, I hope that this episode helped. I thank all of you for tuning in. As always, it is a pleasure to come on here and share this. I feel liberated. I'm feeling great, damn it. And I hope that all of you are too. If this is difficult, it's okay. It's normal. These truths and these realizations come with many, many difficulties, but we will prevail. As always, guys, much love. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to follow at Writing to Inspire on Instagram. Interact with all of my posts. I appreciate it. Happy healing, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.